Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. All right, uh, moving back to our covering of the our coverage of what is going on in Israel, uh, we came across an amazing NGO, and it's called AJEEC. Um, I don't know if that's how they pronounce it, but we're going to get more details about it. And they do incredible work, incredible work in supporting the Israeli Bedouin community. They have been impacted greatly, the NGO itself, plus people in the community, by the Hamas attacks, and we wanted to hear a little bit more. Ker Al-Baz is an activist. He's a co-executive director of the NGO. Thank you for joining us this morning. How are you? Thank you. Good morning. So uh, can you just give us a sense of the uh, – just tell us a little bit about the organization. Well, first of all, let me say that uh, Ajik uh, means I come towards you which gives you uh, a sense of what we're trying to do. Um, Ajik is an Arab-Jewish organization, mm-hmm. NGO, uh, uh, that is focusing mainly in, in creating uh, a shared society or, um, and creating opportunities for people from different ethnic backgrounds, including Jewish and Arab uh, Bedouins and others, uh, to get together and do things for the common good. Uh, that's the one is what we are trying to do, and uh, we have a variety of uh, uh, interventions and projects and involvements that we do that on a day-to-day basis. Uh, this is one, probably one of the largest NGOs in Israel dealing with shared society and with advocating for peace and, uh, uh, and coexistence and human rights and all that. Uh, by doing, by uh, implementing things on the ground rather than advocacy in the traditional sense, uh, Ajik is, is about, I would say, it's about uh, 300 employees, about uh, 1,500 uh, 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 volunteers, mm-hmm. mainly young volunteers, that are actually going through tra- special training to, first of all, allow them to gain some personal skills and, uh, and in addition, uh, to start volunteering for their communities and become more active in changing realities to, um, to a better situation. Um, during the, uh, um, as you mentioned, during this uh, recent uh, uh, cruel uh, war, um, people were killed from all sides, including the Bedouin community, which is a small minority, about 300,000 people living on the Negev, which is the southern side of Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, more than 20 people were killed by either rockets or being shot by uh, Hamas. Mm. Uh, many homes were, were destroyed by the rockets. Many people were injured, and we still have about 10 people who are missing. We don't know whether they're either killed or, or uh, kidnapped. So uh, in this reality, we uh, immediately, as an NGO, a community development NGO, we immediately uh, got organized with another uh, NGOs and partners, and we started a situation room or an emergency room uh, located in one of the Bedouin towns in the south, where we together are providing a range of services, including uh, providing people with food, because as you can imagine, people are not working right now. Most of the people are, are, are asked to be at their homes mm. for their safety. Uh, we are also advocating for providing shelters. Uh, see, what when we talk about the Bedouin community, unfortunately, most of the people living in what we call unrecognized towns by the state are living with no shelters. So mm-hmm. when, when, when rockets uh, are, are, you yeah, know, they've got are falling no, down no protection here, at all. 
Sorry, they don't have anywhere to go to. So right. uh, we're trying to advocate for placing at least mobile shelters at this time. Uh, we're also uh, providing uh, uh, babies food. We're also providing some uh, hotlines and providing emotional and uh, psychological uh, support for the people that either were hurt or they're just scared from this, this terrible situation. And uh, we're also aiming at uh, looking at a bit to the nearby future. Uh, as you know, all schools are closed. So most of the kids, all kids are at home. So we're trying to provide some relief uh, to some of these uh, families uh, in terms of on some of these kids and in certain areas, just to see that they are not just uh, kept at home with all the pressure and all the, the, the negative feelings regarding this uh, situation. The, the Bedouin community is vulnerable even at the best of times, isn't it, because of all of the factors that you've mentioned, the, the lack of, of, of recognized um, towns, uh, infrastructure. They, they really, unfortunately, live on the fringe of almost every society. So this, at a time like this, they become an, an even more um, a target for, uh, for all of the, the issues that are typical in a fallout of a war. Howard, you just put it perfectly. This is exactly the situation. This is the poorest community in Israel. Every second family is under the line of poverty. Mm. Uh, the unemployment rates are very high. The access to higher education is very, very low. It's, uh, I would say it's around 10% of the young people reaching up to the age of 18 uh, are able to access higher education. So this is, yeah, this is the most, I would say, the poorest community in Israel. Uh, and and uh, it's, it's also the, the most underinvested uh, communities in, in, uh, community in Israel. And therefore, you know, it's hard on the day-to-day -day life, and it's even a lot worse when it comes to situations um, like this terrible, terrible war that we're going through right now. So what our aim is together with all the other partners is to try and provide as much as we can to help this community. And by the way, we're also pulling in uh, a lot of support from the government offices as well. Um, Bedouins are Israeli citizens. And therefore, we I was going to ask that. I, was going, I, I, I wanted to find out sort of how the what the, the the support from government is from Israeli civil society. Is it? Uh, are we moving to a, a place where we're recognizing the um, the importance of of this Israeli community? Yes, I think I think there is a, there is a sense of uh, of change. Uh, in this regard, and, and, and there are more and more NGOs involved that I'm trying to pull in some of the government investments. And we, I myself, I'm a Bedouin myself, and I live mm -hmm. in a Bedouin town, and, and I, I'm sitting in, in, some, in several uh, advisory committees uh, together with the government officials that are looking at some uh, ways of providing support. Uh, just to give you an example, um, in, in the last several days, we started seeing that uh, the home front is also started providing shelters in these unrecognized towns, uh, placing them nearby the regional clinics that they provide health services, which were they closed since the beginning of the war because they don't have shelters as well. Mm -hmm. So we started seeing some positive change in this regard. Uh, the other thing that we are trying to do with government offices and others, uh, and I don't know if you uh, talked about this before or not, but the uh, 
uh, tension between the communities is is at it's at highest right now. The tension between the Jewish community and the the Arab communities in Israel are very 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 high, and, and uh, there are a lot of fake, uh, fake news and a lot of racism. Uh, mm-hmm. And a lot of the in Facebook and other media uh, uh, means uh, a lot of, uh, I would say, um, messages that put people under a lot of pressure, uh, each uh, each against the other. And uh, so that we're trying together with with government offices and with other NGOs to try and deal with that. How can we change this reality on the uh, electronic media Absolutely. so that it wouldn't be yeah. ground mm-hmm. to make people hate? Each other even more and, and create again. a lot of yes. yeah. Exactly. Well, what is the general attitude if there's such a thing? Because I mean, we know that people are people and people have different views. But what is the general attitude uh, by the Bedouin community towards Hamas? Well, I, 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 as you can imagine, I'm not a politician and I'm not in the position to talk, speak on behalf of all Bedouins. But mm. the, the general sense is that people are 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 so scared right now, so I would say overwhelmed right now mm-hmm. that uh, they are closing in themselves. They don't they, they are not involved in expressing their views outside. Um, it is probably one of the wars and we have, unfortunately we had many of those uh, in, in, in the last uh, I would say 50-60 years here uh, but this is one of the worst because people don't know how to do. I mean, on the one hand, the, the results of the Hamas attack was so, so painful to many, many, many people, including everybody. Mm. And it was overwhelming. It changed our perceptions here of, you know, that uh, it's, it, it not, it's never going to happen. But it yeah, did. But it did, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we do need to leave it there. But what an incredible work you, your NGO, is doing. And uh, we wish you uh, only success as uh, as you try and, and bridge uh, bridge gaps, look after people, and uh, just uh, focus on, on the things that are important. Ker Albaz is an activist. He's a co-executive director of the NGO, Ajik. And uh, that means I come before you.